Join Kristen Ace in conversations about shifting our perspective and being more connected in a conscious way with the earth, each other, and ourselves. Share in the laughter, light, and illumination of good vibrations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Megan. This is my co-host, Megan. And Gracie. And Gracie, who's jumping up on top of me right now. She's so excited. She loves Kristen. She really does. She does love me, but I love her back. I wonder if it has anything to do with those like liver treat things that you bring. Probably. (laughs) Everybody loves me because I feed them. (laughs) But she might be excited about our guest. Yes. Our guest today is Janet Connor. She is a returning guest. I know you guys all know who she is. She is the amazing author of Lotus and the Lily, and she has written much more uh, than that. And at the end of my blog, you will have all the information you need to reach out to her. So, hi, Janet. Hello. Well, (laughs) thank you for inviting me into your community again. It's a joy to talk to you. Oh, we're so happy to have you back. When, um, When we, you're one of my first guests as I started my podcast, and the response to our first conversation was so exciting and people so wanted to know more and hear more. So I'm thrilled that you're back. We have a, a topic tonight that we're going to talk about and we're, we're, we're going to focus on... Oh, we're going to try to anyway. <laughs> with, <laughs> with Mercury in retrograde, we are going to focus on sp- um, divine, divine guidance. guidance. Yeah. That's right. So let's get started. I mean, Janet, one of your questions that you shot at me um, through emails was, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So what does it mean to you, Janet? Well, and and isn't that such an interesting question? First of all, it's a glorious topic. Mm. My heart just bursts with joy to talk about divine guidance. But we always should sort of begin with, well, okay, what is it we're talking about? And I had to ask myself, after I sent you that question, so, well, what is divine guidance? I asked myself, well, now, wait a second, what is it? Right. Just really, without going to the dictionary, just what is it? Right. Because it's such a natural part of my life at this point that I don't really stop and define my terms. But because of this conversation, I thought, well, okay, let's just look at the two words. First of all, it's guidance. Hmm. And guidance, well, isn't that a lovely thing? Who doesn't want guidance? Guidance is you're being guided by a guide. You're being given some direction, some encouragement, some support by a guide who obviously knows the way. Right. But and when what for... kind of guide? Well, let's look at the adjective. Divine guide. Right. Divine guidance. I mean, the words alone are just, you, you feel the weight. Just, whew, okay, well, divine guidance. What a wonderful thing to have. But for you, I don't know about for you, and I mean, I know enough about you after doing your workbook and, and talking with you, but for me, when divine guidance um, re-entered, I don't feel like it ever left me, but I feel well, like I tuned out for quite a while. Well, I tuned out for, I hate to tell you how long. Um, Riding Down Your Soul came out when I was breathing down 60 years old. Wow. I did, I think, what. So many Americans do. We're so indoctrinated in our society and our work structures. It's all about make a living, make a really good living, success, success, success. And the harder I stuck my face, that became my God, so to speak. You know, mm, this is, I've mm-hmm. just got to make six figures. And 
I just wanted to make two figures, Janet. I mean, I really just wanted to pay the rent. <laughs> well, keeping it simple. I, you could be a headhunter. That's what I did, you know, because I had taught the deaf. Well, you're certainly not going to make your first uh, million teaching the deaf. And right. then I went to CNN when CNN was a baby, you know, wow. 1992. Wow. Now CNN was the CNN today, and I created that hiring program. Well, we weren't making, nobody was making any money at CNN back then. And finally, 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 finally. In the mid-80s, I moved to Florida and stumbled into being a headhunter. Wow. And you can How make you stumble, a very good stumble a into being a headhunter? Because that's, like, to me, that's one of those things that you typically seek out because you're you're good with people. Yeah, I think it's definitely a personality thing. I do, too. And an intuition. See, I think well, anybody yeah. who's doing any kind of sales work um, or or work like headhunting, where you, you're, it's part selling... And part, you want to turn it down or up? Yeah. Knowing, no, you are absolutely right. And my little team, we were a division of a large international search firm. We had far and away the highest success rate. Yes, and, and I'm so not surprised. Would say, well, what are you, you know, well, what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> I'm, and I'm tuning in. <laughs> we're doing, but I didn't in those days label it guidance. I didn't no. label it intuition. No. I thought it was kind of a left-brain, structured way of doing things. But here's what we would do. We'd let the company give us the job order. Okay, we need somebody with X amount of years of experience doing this thing. And we would ignore it. Really? Absolutely ignore it. Because we knew that the vice president of sales was the one person on the face of the earth that didn't have a clue what Uh. it took to do that job well. (laughs) And so we would, our little team, when I say we, there were three or four of us, We'd have chats, and we'd talk amongst ourselves, well, what is this job really all about? What, is it, what kind of a person would love this job? Right. And then we'd have to finagle to get the potential employer to see this person because this person did not match the job description. Specs. Mm-hmm. But That's we right. were pretty good at finagling, and then they'd see the person and go, oh, my God, I love this person. They'd hire that person. Right, right. Right. So, yeah, right, we really were using a level of divine intuition. Well, my husband is a, a very, very successful salesman. He's, he's had a tremendous career in sales, and he would never call himself intuitive. Right. But he, does, he has come to understand think- that it is to intuition, that, that the, part of what makes him very good at what he does is he can read a situation he can read a person very that's quickly right. that's right and um and i think a lot of people do that and they don't understand that's what they're doing that they already and this is the aha i came to as a result of your kind invitation to come on and talk about divine guidance mm-hmm. because the words sound like well it's this thing over there right and it's something like well it would be nice if i could have that and so what do i have to do to get over there to get but that you're already thing? there and it's you're, it's already who you are this because is how aren't you're we're, wired. we're born with it that's what i was just about to say we were born with it i feel like for myself i i had a good connection and I was listening very clearly when I was little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there were a series of events that I went, you know what, I got to, I got to, I got to ratchet down what I am perceiving. You mean from events the world. like when your parents looked at you like you had three heads and almost screamed because you said something, you know, whatever. I mean, I had that, that experience it, where. And for me, my, and I think my mother used to go, oh, you know, that's nice, dear. But it's, 
It's more when <laughs> I reached puberty uh, and oof. all of that input, which for uh, me was extremely painful and brutal. I went, mm, I got to shut down to live. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s that, and the, and things just started coming in. And I would, and you, Janet, you talk about the voice, which I love. I love that you keep that with a capital V. Because for me, the first time that voice came in, um, it was screamingly loud. Like so much so that I could not not listen to it. Because I was actually in imminent danger and probably could have died if I hadn't, if that voice hadn't come in. And that was my first reconscious knowing of, and and like you, Janet, I did not call it divine guidance the first time. I was just like, whoa, that's, uh, that's really powerful and I have to listen. Well, when you see the results that, okay, this language, this word, this nudge, this Mm -hmm. synchronicity, this Mm -hmm. gut feeling saved me, Mm -hmm. moved me Mm -hmm. into a path in which something good could happen or something bad could be avoided. Right. It it, it opens this tiny little door inside of you called trust. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? I think I, let's have a little more of that. Let's do that again. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And at the time I was doing deep spiritual seeking anyway. So I was ripe for, mm-hmm. for the opening and the, the, re, the reconnecting because I believe that it had always been with me and that it was just trying to get in and I was just closing it off because I was living in such fear. You know, the, the, when I was a child, my first, I don't know, experience or my only memory of this and I think I've probably told this before, so you can shut me up, Kristen, if you want. No, I don't want to. I'd love but, to listen um, to you. But I was at a football game with my dad, and I was pondering. I was like four years old. I mean, I was a little tiny person holding my dad's hand. And I remember thinking, and I said it out loud, Daddy, why don't I remember who I was? Oh, yes. And will I remember who I am again after I'm gone? And he just like, looked at me like... Never mind. I mean, I don't even think he said anything, but I got that look right. that said, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Like, I can't mm-hmm. deal with that. I don't think right. he meant any malicious intent, but it was, well, that was clear to shut it off. To confuse me. I think because my mother has psychic abilities that oh, she... Oh, yeah. My mom t- did, too. That she doesn't always acknowledge but when i would say things she never said well that's stupid dear she would just go oh you know okay or you know la 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 um i remember once with her she met a guy that i was dating and she she met this guy for 10 minutes we walked away from him and she said you need to stop seeing him now he's not who he says he is he's blah 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 and blah Ooh, and and wow. I and and she she said what he was, and uh, I was like, "Mom, you're crazy! How could he?" And later, later in my life, I was like, "Oh my God!" None of the pieces to the puzzle that he gave me added up to a picture. Mm-hmm. And so, so from her, I feel like I got a lot of support. It was just that the shutting it down for, for safety, which yeah. of course, had yeah. I not shut it down, I might have been. I might have been a little less afraid. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the, we can't beat ourselves up for this 
walking away from our natural, because it is our natural state, right. and anybody who hangs out with children has stories to tell exactly like that. Because right. children, uh, Bruce Lipton is a really interesting guy to read, to understand what it is about the children, this openness that they have to call it the other side, call it the divine, mm. call it whatever you want. They're... They spend their entire days, they spend massive amounts of time in the theta brainwave state, T-H-E-T-A. But our, and so, you you know, think about a child, they have their imaginary friends, and you're getting dressed up, and you're Superman, and for them it is utterly and completely real, and everybody has stories about children that say, well, I had a conversation with Grandma last night, and of course Mm -hmm. Grandma's dead. (laughs) But it's normal. It is utterly and completely normal. Mm -hmm. Partly mm-hmm. because they spend so much time in the theta brainwave state, and partly because um, I grew up Catholic, and the Catholic tradition talks about it as the um, age of reason. Okay. But I've heard since, I have heard since, brain scientists talk about the fact that there is a sort of a closing of that openness to mm, source, to divine mind, to in, uh, consciousness. And you simply are more grounded. You just are, have, you're, you're much more here, and you spend very little time in the theta brainwave state. And of course, we send you off to school, and we get right. those flashcards yeah. in front of your face, right. and, and uh, you so better, everything shuts you know, down. Pass, and now you're pushed, you're yanked mm. into the beta, B-E-T-A, beta brainwave state. And all you can do in beta is worry. <laughs> oh my God! Is that not so true? Uh, yeah. But what do we value? Oh, you know, are you hitting your numbers and right. you know, blah, 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 and right. get your degree and get your grades and blah, 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 blah. and and so we are all nervous wrecks and we have lost this natural access. We've just closed, shut the door on this natural state of being in the theta brainwave state, which is the only brainwave state in which you have access to breakthrough thinking mm. and true creativity. Mm. But what do we do in our schools? Oh, we can't afford music. Oh, we can't afford art. Oh, oh we I know. But we, you need more and science. No, no. And uh, uh, for my kids, because both of them have a lot of me, you know, running through them, so they're very creative and, they, yeah. and they're very intuitive and empathic. Yeah, which mm-hmm. you know, in this world, can be really hard to be empathic. And when when I was looking for uh, elementary schools, there were a couple that I could choose from in my area, and one was a, a lottery. And you know, you just put your name in and hope you get in. And I like prayed every day, and I actually called to my father who had who had passed away and said, you know, like you need to be working your you you really need to be working for me up there about this because he can't go to the first place I looked at because in that place they the I went to to audit the classroom which I I had to bring my my daughter with me because she was only 2 and I didn't have a babysitter and my son was already at, at preschool and the teacher said to me when I brought her into the classroom now this is a classroom of children so I'm assuming this is the perfectly fine place to bring a child and the teacher said to me is that yours <laughs> like it was a and i said handbag are you referring to my daughter as that and she said yeah i am it doesn't wow. be- it doesn't belong in here <gasps> it, it, doesn't- it doesn't belong in here and i said oh i don't oh. belong in here bye-bye but i said i don't have a babysitter this is the only open house day and she said 
you can take her outside and leave her in in the vestibule, which was like 15 hallways down with the entering adults and all the other adults coming in and the doors open and no one watching her and sit here. And I went, how many kids do you actually have? And I am absolutely not going to let you be in charge of any of mine. Yeah. Bye-bye. I walked out of there. I was sobbing. It's like, oh, my God, this is my choice to put my child in this environment where they call my child it and that. (laughs) It doesn't belong in here in a school. But that was also in our sitting this conversation, that was also incredibly clear divine guidance. Absolutely. That was your angel saying, get out of here right. now. And, yeah, I, right, and right. I said and to my husband, really if, clear. We, if we don't get into the school that has the lottery, then we're going to have to look into some other form of oh. education because we're not putting them in that place. Because well, they I are love gonna... hearing you tell that story because I had exactly the same experience going through the divorce that story is in writing down your soul lost my home my son couldn't no longer go to this beautiful private little oh this little precious school he'd gone to and i did exactly the same thing i visited the local public schools and said oh my god my child cannot go to this thing with five grades per and three floor i can't i can't do it what so did you I do? I, too, discovered a magnet program on a lottery, mm-hmm. and I was told there's only three openings, and there are already 300-plus applications. <gasps> that's all you can do. Oh, it's just a lottery. And I thought, oh, honey, you have no idea what I can do, and I can't. <laughs> and I picked up a pen, because I had at that point a very intense, deep soul writing conversation with the divine, and I trusted and I said, DG, I, I used to sit right, dear God, and it sort of got abbreviated to DG. I said, DG, you know how this child has suffered? You know he cannot go to this public school? I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you are. Thank you in advance that my son goes to Tarpon Springs Fundamental. Was this mm-hmm. down in Florida? It's in Florida. Yeah, the I school's got the in Florida. Call the day after the lottery, and I wasn't nervous. I just picked up the phone, you know, yeah. He not only got in, he was number one. Oh, my God. Of course he was. Of course he of was. Of course he was. And, you know, it's interesting because that day that I came back, and in, in this goes along with divine guidance. Now, by this time in my life, I know when it shows up what it is. Mm-hmm. But besides that divine guidance of, uh, you know, uh, danger, danger, don't go here, that day I came home and I was sobbing and I, I looked at, I was. I looked out my back window and I said, "I don't know what I'm going to do because if he has to go to that school." And I was, you know, sobbing and crying. And all of a sudden, I heard, and I look out my window, and there is the hawk, who is my dad, who always comes to me. And I knew instantly, he's going to get in. And then I calmed down. I called my husband. I said, "Everything's going to be fine. Dad's here." Yeah, and he's telling me, because my father was in education. He was a teacher and an administrator oh, his whole life. Wow, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he would never let his See, That's right. He would never let anything happen to my kids. You know what I like that's interesting about that story is that divine guidance isn't always like the parting of the clouds. You know, and, and a message of love. Sometimes it's like this stark slap in your face, like right. so clear. Right. And you're like, why would that person say that? Right. 
But it's the message you need to hear because it turns you on your heel and exactly. points you in the direction you have to go in. My story of when I came back to from being a little kid, uh, starry-eyed and all connected, and then disconnected for all those years in between, which is pretty common, I think, for yeah, at the, I folks. I think it is. You know, the puberty thing, whatever. Mm. Boy, what a drag that was. Yeah, no, and no. then, <laughs> but it came back to me in a very not a sexy pretty like way that i would normally talk about but i think in this context i will share it and that is i had you know i I had a drinking problem my husband my ex-husband and i were really a a mess basically Mm. and we'd gone out one Mm -hmm. night and it was icy and we were driving and we we were fighting in the car and the car spun out oh oh megan and the kids were there my two children were at home with babysitter and oh, somehow my car ended up in the middle of the trees without hitting a tree i don't know how Mm-mm-mm. like really don't do not know how is as if someone picked it up and put it there right and we were fine so the next day i'm 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 in my bathtub all hung over and this is what i'm thinking when you were talking about the theta brainwave mm. thinking it took a massive hangover for my brain to i sat there i literally had a crystal on my head my hand because at that point i was spiritually seeking (laughs) i didn't realize that drinking probably wasn't helping but in this aspect it did help right because it was the first time i i actually had an experience with an angel that came and talked to me and told me all these amazing things that to this day i you know there there was a big visitation and I, i didn't get sober right away but it did point me in the right direction, right. and um, it was an amazing experience. I, 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 but you, you know. said that it wasn't one of these, oh, and it really was. I well, have to say, that's yeah. like a it, parting of the clouds but, and the sun coming down thing. Yeah, <laughs> parting of the trees for your car. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. But, that's right, Janet. And it, it wasn't as if I didn't argue with that angel. In my hangover state, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, but... Janet, the one thing I love yeah. is that Janet always talks about she, how she argues with yeah, the voice when I, it comes I do. I argue. Like, are you kidding me? Right. And, right. and, and they said, listen, you know, there, we saved you, but there's only so much we can do. You have to, like, stop this nonsense. Right. And right. then there was a lot of other information, which eventually, you know, made Came sense. Came into being. Some of it, yeah. Some of it's still yet to be. Well, there's, your life well, isn't over yet. I think the theme here is it really doesn't matter what the situation is. That's right is that we are always guided. I think so. By the way, that was 25 years ago. How long ago? 25 years ago. Mm. Yeah. I was just a baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I agree with you, Janet. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter what's happening. What the situation is. It's coming in. It doesn't have to look or feel holy in any way, shape, or form. No. I once heard, I think it was Carolyn Mace, I don't remember where I heard her say it, but it really got my attention. She said, I think you are guided at all times. Uh, She said, I think you're guided right down to the apple you choose in the grocery store. Yes, and she also said, I I remember this, Janet, because she said, if you're going to go to a seminar, you've already picked your seat. You know exactly where you're (laughs) going to sit that day. You're just re-remembering. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's in the end what divine guidance is, is we're re-remembering who we really are, because we are divine beings. That's right. We are souls. We are spirits. That's right. What's that? Um, is it C- yeah, C.S. Lewis said it first, you are not a human being with a soul. You are a soul. 
with a body. Yeah, that was it. You are not a body with a soul. You are a soul that has a body. You are a soul. That's what you are first and foremost. Well, that's a divine being. That's right. So, of course, divine guidance is really normal. And natural. It's no big deal. We should take it for granted, but we just have to keep that channel of appreciation and connection and partnership. It's a partnership. That's right. And I think that that goes along with why we aren't alone. We aren't. And for so long, I felt alone. Alone. And that it's, that's really not true in any way, shape or form. Well, and I think that we're always getting messages and it's just a matter of whether we open up. It's sort of, I feel like we have blinders on sometimes, you know, like our horses with the little blinders and Right. Every once in a while, the blinders come off, or we choose to take them off, and you're like, wow, wow, all this There's cool stuff's going on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> this tree is growing right over here. And yeah, the so guys are every single night, you go to bed and have dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a dream? Yeah. A dream is your unconscious, your soul, dancing around, telling you about yourself. Right. So <laughs> you have divine guidance, every, not only when you're waking, but sleeping. So that means we have guidance we have communication we have protection 24 7 so all the time yes and and the exciting part about that is is not just knowing it but opening to it i think Mm -hmm. just really opening like for me i have to open my heart it's not anymore i i I can't look at it in an intellectual format it has to be and I feel like spirit, divine, all that is, speaks to me in a way that I will clearly understand. So for me, lots of times it comes in animals or birds because that's where my heart is in nature. Yeah. And so if I keep opening and opening and opening my heart to see a different perspective or a different way, it's always going to be right in front of me. Well, and the exciting thing also, because you said the word exciting, the th- for me, it's like a forget. And right. every time it works, I know I've gotten guidance. I'm right. like, Ooh, go, oh, I heard that. <laughs> and, then, and then I act on it and it's and it proves itself to be accurate or whatever to, right. to be real. Because I don't know why I'm still a skeptic after all these years. Well, it's affirmation. But, it's but affirmation. I, every single time it's like, yeah, that's I right. love it. And it's yeah, because but, what I find myself saying is, why did I ever doubt you? Right, yeah, exactly. That's ever, right. Ever, ever doubt you. But slipping into doubt is sort of the human condition. Well, I think that's part of what you were talking about, Janet, about, you know, in being in that race or what Megan was saying is being the horses with the blinders on. We're going, 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 going. Yeah. And we've lost the focus of where are we going? Yeah, why? Yeah, and why are we going? And uh, and I think this is a, the huge key, and it's one Americans probably don't naturally go, oh, yeah, let's play that game. But in order for guidance to get your attention, you have to be available. And once you're available, once you've created a space in which you are open, then really it's very simple. All you got to do is notice. Notice the hawk. Notice the snake on your path. Mm. Notice the song that suddenly came on the radio. Notice the sign you just drove by. I had an adorable tiny, it's tiny, but I pay attention to license plates. Oh, oh yeah. yes. I, I just do. Yep. I don't know why. I do, but too. It, well, because they talk back. That's why. <laughs> they do. I was talking about my son and t- telling a, a, a sorrow about my son. And I, don't, I was driving to yoga, and I look up, 
and the license plate has his exact initials. <gasps> and I just smiled and said, hey, sweetheart. Yeah. You know, mm, hey, sweetheart. Mm. So th- this creating the space requires, in my opinion, two things, quiet and solitude. Hey, everybody, we are going to take a break from this conversation and continue with part two next week. So thanks for listening. I do want to let you know that uh, Janet Connor is running a teleseminar and for the Lotus and the Lily, and you've heard us talk a lot about it. Yeah, I've got to do this. Oh, yeah. it's it, The registration opens up November 11th, and it runs November 11th to the 18th for registration. And what she's doing is if you sign up, she will, what she calls, pay it forward. She will buy um, a teleseminar for someone else, or you can say, I'd like my friend to join me, and your friend joins free. That's so lovely. It is. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week with part two. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you. To hear more great interviews and stories by Kristen, please visit goodvibrationswithkristen.com or find, like, and share Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook and tell Kristen about your inspiring stories.